Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday, the 2nd of December. Today, I'm joined by Ines Pinheiro, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Ines. How are you doing today? Hello, Peter. I'm really well, thanks. How are you? Very well, thank you. So, um, what story did you find most exciting from uh, today's Watson's Daily? Right, I have to say it was really hard to choose a story today. There were so many interesting topics. I mean, we had like Bibles listing, big texts crossing in the US, lithium spark in the UK, so much going on. Um, but I have to say that my fa- my favourite was the story about department stores. Yeah, yeah. Because, well... I mean, the K is generated by the Omicron variant. We have some positive news indicating that the future of the high street might be quite promising, actually. Yes. So there is this story. Um, it's a, a guard, well, the Garden article about um, Debenhams moving yep. to a creative hub, one of the stores, basically mm-hmm. one of the vacant stores. And it's a really interesting article because it shows how a former like Debenhams outlet in Sutherland is reopening as a music and arts venue mm-hmm. and it's pretty much like a community hub and it's called Pop Rex. Yes. So to provide a bit of context, so we've seen that with the pandemic, there has been a decre- huge decrease in footfall. Uh, mm-hmm. We had lockdown and of course this increased the, the online boom pretty much. So departments yep. recently cl- closing down, migrating to online services mm-hmm. and well, since the pandemic, it is more evident that people seem to be seeking to get a more significant customer experience, really, kind of, mm. you know, especially after lockdown. And um, what is interesting about this article is that it highlights that this project is one of the dozen around the country where communities and authorities are yeah. raising funds to bring vacant department stores back to life, basically, mm. after mm. the collapse of chains like Devon, for example. And interestingly, it mentions that there are similar countries, uh, sorry, similar, uh, well, yeah, similar countries are adopting a pretty much similar style. But like in, in the UK, we see some vacant department stores offering spaces to like community centres, focus on supporting the elderly, galleries, mm. art spaces. So mm. uh, going into the, the analysis of the trend as such, I mean, if this becomes into something bigger in the future, Empty department stores are being transformed into places for pretty much young entrepreneurs and, and social mm-hmm. projects, really. And I think that, well, the consumer shift of interest towards a superior customer experience brings new opportunities for startup companies. And, and well, as people seem willing to spend more money in spending time with family and friends. Mm. And empty department stores, I think it pulls great, great opportunities for young entrepreneurs as well. Yeah. As the lack of demand means better prices and more attractive yeah. leases. And while we, we were talking before that probably this also creates a, like a sense of community. Yeah. As small entrepreneurs get pretty much like close together trying to mm-hmm. arrange and negotiate these leases going forward. And mm. I thought it was fascinating, Peter. What do you think? Yeah, I think that um, this whole thing about uh, department stores is really interesting. Actually, today we are going to talk about um, department stores, um, you know, because the story I'm going to talk about is about it as well. But I really like this story because um, it just shows 
different use, you know, a different use for uh, the traditional uh, department store space. Um, generally speaking, these places have a prime position in the centre of the high streets, in the centre of towns. Um, and when, uh, say, Debenhams um, went bust or House of Fraser is, is not doing, you know, closing down places and things, um, you literally have the heart of the town being ripped out. And it just means there's a huge gaping hole um, in the middle of, of the high street. And I think it's imperative um, to get something done about that ASAP, because the longer it's left, the more the the more people are going to abandon and not bother going to these places, and the more that happens, the more other businesses are going to to go out of business, and then you really don't have a town centre to speak of. So, I think that it's it's a great thing to be able to have um, uh, you know try to landlords and councils and things um, are willing to be. Um, broad-minded enough and willing to try new things so that they can actually you know uh, engage in in new initiatives so you were mentioning I mean I think it was at Bournemouth we, you know I mentioned something in, in Watson Stadium a, a, a little while yeah. ago uh, about in Bournemouth where they've got a place uh, one of their department stores that's got um, you know an art gallery a coffee shop and various other things um, then you've got other places. There was a place in London again. I spoke about in in Watson's Daily a while ago, which was um, somewhere. It, it wasn't an old folks' home as as such, but it was. You know, a, I think it was sheltered accommodation for uh, retired you know, retired people. Which again, that makes eminent sense because it's much better. I think if you as you get older and if you are less mobile, to be closer to all the amenities. So again, that's another good thing. There've been other initiatives as well that I've seen where you've had um, maybe sort of pop-up restaurant type, a pop-up restaurant type space, which is great because it gives people chance to test out the market yeah. um, and and you know at a, a, a lower risk than say buying you know so committing to long-term rental agreements and and things like that. So, I mean, I and and I also feel that actually by doing. Uh, going through the initiatives like that you are effectively putting the soul back into the center of towns and i think that you know if you do have these kinds of zones and places um it will attract more people because it is more interesting than going to another chain store or, or something like that i mean obviously there's a place for all that kind of thing but i also feel that there's that um maybe in some places in the uk that this kind of independent spirit has been pushed out mm -hmm. um, of a lot of uh, places because the um, the big chains are the ones who can pay the pay the rent um, so you know I think that it's it's we're at an interesting point at the moment this is another example of um, you know what can be done in these places um, and I just wonder whether you know, will will this happen more and more or are these the exception rather than the rule so i i don't yeah. know yeah no I, I i was thinking just the same when i was reading the article and i mean 
clearly, if you if you think about the position now, I think it's hard to monetize on things such as improving security and community engagement. But mm. this is their focus, the, the focus now, because of, mainly because of the pandemic. Mm. Uh, but I was just thinking, I mean, maybe way into the future, this can be so you know this can make certain areas a nicer place to live, which mm. in turn can attract attract even more people. Mm-hmm. And maybe when people are looking for places to move in, they want you know they, they won't want places like close to an Argus or to a mall centre, but, you know, mm. they will be looking for whether they have facilities to join, I don't know, like a dance mm. club and take private, private dance lessons or mm. take classes or do paintball with friends or maybe get like a membership to to do like crazy golf plays around the corner. Mm-hmm. So mm. you can go with friends even, you know, every Friday night after work. You see, am I getting too creative? I was just, just going to say, Ines, I mean, it sounds like you need, uh, you need some kind of government grant to set up your... Uh, <laughs> your uh you know your depart department store of fun uh i yeah. would say I, I definitely would go along to that uh, that <laughs> sounds like a, a very good uh, a very good proposition i think <laughs> yeah no and i think it will offer definitely offer opportunities for startup companies entrepreneurs in in this space as well but yes something else i was thinking is you see where whereas automation seems to be increasing uh, it's very popular, especially like in supermarkets operations. And I guess the retail industry up to such a certain extent, really. Um, I think these shifts in, in department stores, I mean, if this happens and happens to be like a huge trend in the future, I think more cultural oriented jobs, positions may become available in this space. And so mm. people that are really concerned because, you know, like robots are going to replace us, then they'll yeah. be able to take all these jobs. Yeah, I mean... I do think that, that, you know, not everyone wants to work in a in a warehouse and not everyone wants to work um, and just, you know, e- exist and, and then go home. You know, there are a lot of people who want to work where they have contact with other human beings and they like the interaction. They like helping people. And I think that you're right here in, in that, um, you know, this kind of an initiative or initiatives like this will give people um, employment opportunities in precisely that kind of environment. So, yes, I think that's a, you know, it's a very good thing. And, you know, hopefully that will add again, add to the um, consumer experience, which will make them go back again and again. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, we, we'll have to see, but you also have a very interesting story today. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, again, it is it is department stores. It, today is the day department yeah. stores. It seems <laughs> on this podcast, but um, the um, yeah, the story here is all about Selfridges um, being sold. Um, so it, it was it has been owned by uh, a Canadian family, and they've now sold it to a Thai conglomerate, which which is fine. Um, I personally think that this, you know, this is going to take away a lot of uncertainty that has been hanging over um, Selfridges at a difficult time. I mean, let's let's face it; they've they've come through um, they've come through lockdown. Um, everyone is buying more more stuff online, um, but they continue to be Selfridges. Um, so. My my point is this: I think that um, this could be a really great opportunity for Selfridge because uh, for Selfridges because um, you know now this uncertainty has been has been lifted. 
um, it can now get on with the business of trying to win customers because, and I think that that will get easier or there will be more potential customers willing to go to Selfridges because its neighbours are all leaving. So you've got, um, uh, you've got M&S is going to be knocked down. You've got um, Debenham, uh, um, sorry, you've got um, House of Fraser that has been, that is, that is uh, being asked to leave in January um, and you know, I mean, all these, all these places, they're just, um, uh, and, and sorry, so and John Lewis, sorry, John Lewis is downsizing, so they are reducing the retail space and then changing, uh, converting other bits to uh, office space. So really, you know, if I was running Selfridges right now, I'd be getting everyone into a meeting and saying, look. This is potentially the biggest opportunity of our lives right now to make Selfridges the destination for people to come when they come to Oxford Street. Because we're here, we've got a new owner, everyone else is leaving, and we can really concentrate, if we really concentrate on really improving our, um, what we offer to customers, um, then they will continue to want to come back here. And I think that it can be that destination place. I think it already is. I mean, I would, I would say if, I mean, okay, recently I, you know, went with, went, went with uh, my oldest uh, kid uh, to, to London. He wanted to go to London. And so we went to the M&M store, the Disney store, Hamleys, you know, that kind of stuff. But if I was actually uh, going to, uh, you know, London with, with a grown up, um, I would, yeah, I would. I think I would pick um, Selfridges, Harvey Nicks, and um, Fortnum and Mason. I would go to, you know, um, because they are destination places. You know, I mean, Selfridges, big, impressive, got loads of interesting displays, and it's just a nice place. Uh, Harvey Nicks, same, you know, same kind of deal, um, and Fortnum and Mason, just again because of the, you know, the atmosphere, the kind of stuff they sell, the, you know, just the the cafes, the everything in there. It's just interesting to go to. So um, so I think if Selfridges can really tap into that, and I think now that this uncertainty has been taken away, hopefully they can take advantage of that. They will actually do, I, would have, I really would have thought they could do really well as yeah. long as they take advantage. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. And especially because, I mean, I think Selfridges are a particular place, you know, really special position because they already kind of do something like that anyway mm. so i mean they, they already seek to increase um and and, and bring in more significant customer experience to people mm. if, when you go to suffrages you know everything is really nice decorated i mean me mm. and my friends we just go to suffrages to, to look at decoration really yeah, it's, yeah, not like, yeah. it's not like we, ha- we have money to afford things there yeah no, but i mean we go there and it's just really nice really nice atmosphere mm. i mean uh, in london they have this really nice outside space that they created mm. after the pandemic where you can go you know after you've done shopping and stuff you go there they have really like nice sausages um <laughs> hot dogs baguettes and stuff and it's decoration is really nice so it's like very you know people go there take pictures for instagram and stuff which yeah. is really really good and it fits into this idea of providing a better experience for consumers as well and what i think is interesting about this story as well peter is that i don't know if you've noticed but like we are talking about the like both sides of the story like we are talking about previously how small companies and entrepreneurs are able to take advantage of the situation by Mm. 
going into the vacant stores and also yeah. how a big chain company like Selfridges is able to take advantage of the situation to yeah. also um, advance its own production and keep operations up. So yeah. really yeah. interesting times, I think. Yeah, definitely. You know, there are there are opportunities to be had here, definitely. And and I think that they can they can def they can certainly yeah, they just need to be able to move forward with it. Um and I think they need to take some risks. They need to you know, they need to make the experience something that people just can't uh have online. And I think, you know, they don't need to they shouldn't be uh, and and I think don't think they are, but they never should um, really compete on price. They need to compete on experience. That's yeah. what they need to do. I mean, without being outrageous, of course. You know, you don't want to be like <laughs> twice the price or something. But you know, I think that you're willing to to give a give a bit if you if you get something from it. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's 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 a really yeah that's really yeah. good. Yeah, and that's something we've seen after the pandemic. Like people are really willing to spend a bit more. Mm. As long as they have a good time with family and friends, uh, you know, after lockdown, people feel so frustrated as well. Mm. Uh, that especially now during Christmas time as well, like people are looking forward to spending time with friends and family. So this is not something yeah. that we'll see materialize just now. But yeah. if it becomes a trend, then you know, it it, it looks like um, it's not going to benefit just landlords, but yeah. people are going to really benefit benefit from this experience and this. Indeed, so, indeed. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, Peter. <laughs> <clears throat> So am I, but um, just for you know, um, just to to let listeners know that not only will I be trying to do this myself uh, over Christmas, i.e., spend some time with friends and family, um, I will also be writing Watson's yearly. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, that does take a long time. It is a massive undertaking, um, and I'll, I'll obviously say more about that nearer the time, but. Um, we're going to be doing a, a launch event and a release and stuff like that um, next in the, in the middle of um, in the middle of January. So uh, keep keep uh, watching out for that. But um, but going going back to this, um, actually today's uh, it was a close run thing in terms of whether I was going to talk about Selfridges or whether I was going to talk about nuclear today because some really I mean for those of you who yeah. uh, who subscribe. The nuclear stuff is really interesting. Uh, the only the only reason why I that Selfridges edged it was because um, I guess I'm I'm a bit more want you know the Selfridges thing I think I can see happening sooner. Whether whereas the the nuclear stuff is a bit more long term, but it is exciting and it you know part of it does involve a floating nuclear power plant, the world's first. Yeah. So so there you go. Um, but anyway, um, on 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 that bombshell, uh, the non-nuclear bombshell, um, I thought we might end uh, end there um, and just say thank you very much, Ines, for your um, for your insights, energy uh, on here. Thank you. Um, and and also, you know, insights on into Selfridges as well, of course. Yeah. Uh, with the whole inspiration thing, that's very yeah. Uh, and also, you had it here uh, first. You had it. Here. <laughs> there you go. Well, there we go. <laughs> And by the way, we're not sponsored by um, yeah. we're not sponsored by uh, Selfridges. Although, of course, we're open to it. Of course, if, yeah. <laughs> Selfridges, if, you're um, if, if you're interested, yeah, please, uh, you know, get in touch. Um, but anyway, apart from that, thank you very much. Um, 
I uh, also uh, today is Thursday, um, uh, and so that means that there is a call today for silver and gold subscribers of Watson's Daily. Um, the details you'll you'll see on on uh, Watson's Daily itself. Um, but other than that, thank you very much indeed for the listeners for listening and supporting us. Really, are very grateful for it. Um, thank you very much, and we will be back again tomorrow to talk about Bye. more stuff. Okay. Bye. Bye.